Welcome to the Women in Technology podcast. My name is Sly Gittins, and this series is aimed at amplifying the stupendous, the amazing women that's inside of the technology field. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast. And today, I got a phenomenal guest. I'm doing a little balance for her. We got Maria Shelton, and she is going to share her story today and how she got started in technology, how she continued to thrive, and what are some keys to innovation? She's going to share all that with you. So you want to lock in. Don't go anywhere because you want to be here. So Maria, I didn't do a good enough job at introducing you. So can you take over the reins and let the audience know a little about yourself? Well, Sly, I want to say thank you for having me here. I know we've, uh, we're here to have a good conversation about, um, you know, women and tech and entrepreneurship and everything that goes around it. Um, you know, I've spent the latter part of over two decades now um, in both the security and technology industries. And um, quite frankly, I didn't even know I was going into those industries. Right. So I had a I had a communication uh, degree um, out of uh, uh, Boston University and what I realized is, you know, with and this and now I'm dating myself. Right. But, you know, but I realized that sort of that logical approach and that ability to communicate, collaborate, I kind of, you know, landed into this space sort of inadvertently due to, um, you know, uh, uh, needs around security and in the aspects of technology right around 9-11 and how to elevate you know, how to use those technologies to serve, what, which in the beginning was really a lot of large scale events that I've done, you know, everything from, you know, the papal visit inaugurations, um, at, you know, large uh, award shows. But really what it comes down to for me, and I'm so glad to be here, is that in this journey, you know, from, hey, I think I'm going to go do PR communications, I realized that these skills were really, really key and important to having success and doing things in the technology arena. And, you know, and understanding that in the technology arena, you need innovation, right? So you need all of those other skills to get to just innovation, not just engineering. So it's, it's been a really great journey. I'm still in it. I'm, I, I started a whole new thing the last four years, still in that journey. Thanks for sharing that. And the great thing is I can draw a lot of parallels that from my career because um, I've always been good with computers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I can go and do prof- computers, even though I worked on computers. I was on Microsoft 95. I never thought about being at a company right. that makes the computers, right? That this thing right. in Brooklyn, I didn't know anyone who did it. So to me, that wasn't even an option, right? So when I was mm-hmm. in school, end up, you know, pursuing business administration, realizing that's way too broad in general. Um, So then I focused on marketing and IT. Um, I quickly learned that my marketing skills helped me shine better in IT because most of my tech people didn't like to talk. They couldn't communicate the idea. They got so caught up in the bugs, I mean, the bells and whistles and not understanding what's the business benefit for it for it what problem are we solving so I quickly learned that this is going to be my advantage you know when I I came in here now I'm fused both look I'm doing this I'm using technology to share stories and at my job I'm solving problems relationship problems um, to solve business problems by using technology also to empower our customers right so that's kind of been my whole pitch so I can definitely see how you made an impact there so 
this gets into another question from, right? Because it's easy for us to talk about how you got started, but sometimes what kept you going? Where did you get your inspiration from? Because I think that's a little bit more compelling um, where, you know, that's where I find a lot of people I run into, they don't have the inspiration. So then they don't keep going to create right. the things that you create in your life. So where do you get your inspiration? Well, from? I mean, honestly, it is the definition and, and um, you know, who who's out there as the pioneer around the measurement of grit, right? Um, this Angela Duckworth herself. Uh, but when you look at what it's comprised of and you look at it, it's comprised of passion and perseverance. Um I think there's there's a, there's a couple of things. Like I think we're all dreamers, and we're, we should all be dreamers. We should continue to stay be dreamers and say, okay, how do I get that dream to reality? It's that step. There's several steps that I think in your mind that you have to make. I, I see a dream. How do I execute it? Once you've commit to execution, I think what happens is you've got to really say, I need. Sure, you can have all passion in the world. But you do you have staying power, right? Do you have what it takes to continue to hit it and hit it and hit it until you get to a point where you're like, wow, I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor. And that could happen in, you know, it for for a lot of lucky people, maybe, but it really you're looking at potentially months, years to see that dream come true. So how long does that sustain you? And what happens is then you get into sort of um, we all get immediately bogged down um, into the tactical because that's that's sort of like, hey, I've got my dream. But then there's this logical, these logical, you know, strategic steps you've got to take that are very tactical. And that's everything from financing, marketing, sales, operations, all the things that are comprised in, you know, within a successful business, customer service, making sure your customer experience is good. All those things are comprised. Um, but if you are able to really, really take that idea and that dream and the better that you can sit here and say, I'm holding on to that. And no matter how hard this gets, no matter how, how, um, how much I hate to, to navigate and how much, you know, it's a roller coaster. Anybody that sits there and says, I got a dream, I got a business loan. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm making all this money is, is that is, is not true. Right. What it is, is a, is a series of, um, you know, steps that you take to certain milestones and you see how quickly that can get to. But again, so, I mean, I've been at this for 20 years. Right. I've been at this for over 20 years and we've seen successes. We've seen failures. We, we've seen roadblocks, we, but we've seen, you know, us breaking through roadblocks and obstacles. And then, of course, you've got the world around you. Right. How does the world around you affect everything that you want to do for your dream? And first and foremost, that's the people that you love the most, your friends, your family, you know, your family that the core. And then every everybody else There's a cast of characters around this entire dream that you've got in play. Right. So all of that needs to be taken into account. But how do you have stick with the passion? But do you have the staying power? And that that is a lot. There's a lot to that. And because when people say, how do you get inspired? How do you stay inspired to to have that staying power? It's a lot of um, what I would say, you know, it's it's so much in your head. So much of it is in your head, right? About the growth mindset and keeping that perseverance going. So it's interesting, you know, once and, and, and I'm fortunate. And the reason why I'm fortunate is I did see a good chunk of my dreams, you know, come 
to reality. And that's, I know that's a rare, right? Sometimes, but really when you think about it, where are my dreams? Oh, here are all the dreams have, that have come true. But of course you have to continue to dream. There's going to be more until, until you get to, um, until, you know, you meet your maker at that point, right? But the reality is staying power. I can't say it enough. It is how do you get your, your mind and your environment and your um, heart, all of that aligned so that you can navigate through all of the hurdles and all of the successes that come in, you know, that come uh, in front of you. You said a lot of gems there. So let's unpack that. I like to unpack these things and just reassemble it, right? So mm -hmm. first thing I heard there is a vision. You got to have a plan, a vision for, not necessarily a plan, but a vision for where you want your life to go. Um, and then you also got to also prepare yourself mentally for the obstacles or the roadblocks that you're going to have to find a way to maneuver, to jump over, to push out your way. And then you also got to realize that you got to build some endurance on that journey because there are going to be some triumphs and there are going to be some setbacks. But the way that you judge is, can you keep going forward and no matter what? And then after you feel like you reach that pinnacle, you got to set a new mount. Yeah. You got to set a new destination, right? So that's what I heard right there. And I think that is very powerful because um, when I was in, I, I, I keep a journal of all my goals. And I went to go look at my goals at, 18, 19, mm -hmm. right when I got to the University of Buffalo. And it, it was like a grocery list. It was terrible. It had no dates and no times. It's just, you know, I want to buy a house. You know, I wanted, you know, I wanted a, a girlfriend that, you know, that I could eventually turn into my wife. Um, I wanted to get a 3.0 GPA. Um, I wanted to graduate college and be the second person in my family to graduate college. Um, I wanted to get a job in tech, right? Very simple things. And I got those. And then I was like, all right. So when I graduated college, I'm like, well, I didn't plan what I was going to do in tech, right? I didn't right. plan it out. So I'm like, of course I didn't get any jobs that I wanted because I didn't even write down the job that I wanted, right? So right. I re reset some new goals, right? Absolutely. Now, now looking back at it at 33, I hit all those goals and more, right? And then a lot of people like, Sly, you should be grateful to be where you at at 13. I mean, at 33, I'm like, I am, but I can't stop now because then what's the point I'm going? What's the point of the journey, right? You know, how do right. I, you know, remove possible roadblocks for my daughter and my soon-to-be son. Um, so I definitely um, agree with everything you just said, because I can tell you, man, on that journey, um, I got 70, I got, I still got the the first thing out of college, 74 no's, 74 yeah. no's from jobs. Man, it was rough, man. But then I realized, I'm like, all right, something got to be wrong with this resume, because I'm not getting any interviews like that. So I went back right. and did the resume, spent that time. Like, you know what? I need to work on my connections. Who I don't, I, I've been cold calling all these companies who I know to get in some places. All right. Maybe it's location. New York city is very competitive. What if I go back to Buffalo where the competition is a little bit lower in terms of the amount of applicants that's in a particular area, you could get a right. better job in there. So once I figured that out, um, I realized that, um, you know, I made that plan, that vision. I found the job. I had an interview with Google and I'm not getting that and I'm getting a job at, um, Ingram Micro would end up turning out to be a blessing in disguise because right. they gave me all the certifications. They, as a distributor, um, most people don't know, they sell everything. So I got right. to see technology from a, a holistic view on how they interoperate. And I got to meet different people and grow on my career. Right. Um, but it was a lot. I was sleeping in my, my older brother's you know, basement. 
And, uh, you know, people make it funny because you graduated. Like, how are you in the basement? You could have been working with me. And I'm like, yeah, I got to see the plan, right? Yeah, I didn't see right. the plan. Uh, right. You know, on the first job making $15 an hour. And I'm telling my brother, like, you don't move from Brooklyn to Buffalo for $15 an hour? I'm like, yeah, but you don't realize they come and train you. Um, the manufacturers, Google and all these places come and train you here. So, yeah, I'm making $15 an hour, but the knowledge I'm going to get is going to set me up, which it worked out, right? But that vision is a lot of failure. I mean, it's a lot of triumph. You know, I started businesses, started houses. Again, um, that's a part of the journey. But um, that tenacity, I think, and that grit, it was, it's kind of set me apart. A lot of people that was on the journey with me stopped doing the tech because it got too hard. Like even yeah. in my role now, they got me doing data and AI. I don't know anything about data sets or any of that stuff, but I'm studying, learning it, got a mentor, got a coach. It don't take time. You know, I wasn't good at security when I first started a couple of years ago, and I still got a lot to learn. I know I'm still, uh, this is some more room for improvement. So I really resonated with um, everything you just said. And that kind of goes right in to our next question. Use a few words to describe yourself, right? So for myself, the first word comes to mind is creator. Um, right. Creator, storyteller. And um, a kind, you know, those are the things that I do. Kind and and this driven, right? I don't really need too any too much things to to motivate me. I can I can motivate myself to get stuff done. But creator is the main thing. If I'm not creating, I'm not happy. Um, I got to find a way to create from poems to videos to content to businesses to ideas to memories with my children, my wife. I got to be creating. If I'm not creating. I might as well not be loving, you know? So those would be my words for me. So what would be your words? I mean, I'm, I'm going to piggyback right on that. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I have this theory, <laughs> you know, my husband listens to this theory that I have. I mean, we're all here to pass the time, right? We're on this earth and we're given um, this, this beautiful gift called life to, to sit here and say, what are we going to do with our time while we're here? And so the, the idea of creating life around you, right? Life isn't, it, it, it isn't what, what is, is, um, is what, you know, life gives you. It's what you're going to create around your particular scenario. So I, I chose, you know, I chose to be an entrepreneur. I chose to, you know, come up with new products and tech and security. I chose to, you know, um, put myself out there in a way that that maybe isn't for someone else or they're doing it or, or similar to that. But I see myself as well. I see myself as a creator. I see myself, you know, I, again, perseverance is a big word, humble, um, empathetic. So these are all the word, you know, uh, collaborative. Um, these are all the words that in my mind um, are about what you need to make an impact, right? And that impact may not necessarily be for accolades or, or recognition. It's all about what have I done, you know, over this course of time to, to fill my time in this, in the time that we have on this earth, right? And so I chose this path as a, as a, a, a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, you know, and, and all of those things. Um, so, I mean, again, it's the same kind of words that we're talking about. And, and really, you know, what is the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is, is what the definition of happiness is for me. 
And that that's and it's not to say that I'm not happy, right? Of course not. But there is going to be a time where the world slows down even more in spite of everything that's happened. And you've you've checked off what you said, these boxes that you you have, right? You all these boxes that are in play. And you realize that, hey, you know what? I have accomplished everything that I could accomplish. And 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 they mean something, right? And it isn't because I've got a trophy on a or a, a certificate or a word, none of that. It just inherently means that, that I mean that it means something to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, so going back, I guess you like I said, it's perseverance, it's, it's empathy, it's humble, it's collaborative, um, create, you know, creator, like you said. So piggybacking on what what, what you That's had fantastic. Can I have something um I, I talked to my wife as well. Um, I, I talk about, I'm taking my last breaths. <laughs> Life is done. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do anything then. No. When I'm looking back in this mental rollerback decks, what did I do? You know, because I, I, I like to achieve. You know, I like to check things off. I want to, you know, I want the nice car. I want the nice house. I want all <laughs> those things, right? Um, and then I realized none of those thoughts crossed through my mind. I'm taking my last breath, right? My, my, what I wanted is, is my wife good? Because usually the wife outlives the, the husband. So <laughs> you know, I'm just going off averages, right? So I'm probably talking to her, right? Taking my last breath. Is she's good? Does she know what the finances is? Does she know what the will is? Does she know what to do? Ooh. Did I take the time? Did we build a plan together to leave for our children, you know? Then I'm gonna look over to my children because hopefully they there too, you know. If they, you know, if they're not doing something else, but hopefully they there, right? And I say, you know, they tell me we good, Dad, man. We got everything ready, man. Uh, we ready. We living our life. We figured out what our purpose is, and we going towards it. And you can go because we're good. We gonna take care of mom, right? right. And then, uh, <laughs> then also for me is like, did I push myself, right? Did I start my own business? Do I? Did I have the houses? Did I travel? Did I get to see the world and enjoy the world? Uh, did I create? Did I actually publish my poetry book instead of just writing it for myself and not not sharing it with the world? All right. Did I do those things? Um, was I a good son when I had the time? Like I'm trying to enjoy that time because be at a time where I can't be a son anymore, right? Because they're gonna be passed right. on. Um, and then you know, am I a good person? How many people have I helped indirectly and directly? Was I a good friend? Was I there? Um, and, and those are the things that, uh, you know, that was for me, like I'm taking those last breaths. What do I want to feel, you know, cause it's too late then you just got to go to the other side and whatever you got to go. Right. And maybe this doesn't even matter, but, right. um, but for me, that was for, for me, I just can't, you know, again, I don't want my achievement to over to consume me. Right. So that was one thing right. for me. And also I don't want it to overshadow like the people in my life, like the supporting cast. Right. I like to use our lives is a, a movie, right? And I want my movie to be the top number one seller for me <laughs> and for my friends. I don't want no average movie because when you got, I was watching Netflix with my wife last night, we have gone through this movie and it was a snooze fest. So we got out of there. So I'm like, if my life started to turn into a snooze fest, we got to change the script. We got to change the people around. We got to change the vision of the, the show, you know? And, uh, and, it, and I, realized, I realized I was in more control um, now then I, you know, after you get some success, you start realizing that, you know, you're in control. You just gotta, it's the decisions we made because now everyone has most information. Most information is at our fingertips, right? A Google search, a Bing search, a YouTube search, 
Twitter, whatever you want. You can meet people easy from, I, mean, I can send you a message on Twitter today where I couldn't do before. So what makes the difference is the decisions we make every day. This goes perfectly into the next question, Maria. Can you tell us more about why you started Ardian Group and how does it feel to be an entrepreneur? Um, and just take us into a day in the life of what you do. Um, well, I mean, first of all, Ardian Group, you know, it started, you know, I started a career uh, with political advance and um, working um, event logistics and, and, and for, you know, large scale events, things like the inauguration and the Olympics and things like that. What at the, at the, and had started the company back in 1999. And so, um, what happened was the you know advent of 9/11 the events industry and and those that are high scale events like this they needed um since i was already kind of behind the scenes as a what i consider gig worker or freelancer back then um they needed to elevate the way this was being done you know industry wide so i i felt i saw a gap there and because i had you know um uh, experience in it is decided to create a business model around how do I, you know, unpack what we do at things like the Olympics and these large scale things and pack it into, um, you know, a scenario where we can establish that for large scale business for, for, for other businesses and, and provide it as a service. So, you know, there were, there's people out there that were doing ID badging and things like that, but really this was geared towards this particular market. Um, and over the years, what it morphed into was you couldn't you couldn't uh, continue to innovate in security without the good use of technology. You just couldn't, right? And you couldn't do it either when you're trying to establish identity and verify identity. And and now more so than ever, the ability to have sort of contactless ways to create someone's identity, you know, via the web. And then how does that morph into somebody being able to go into a space? So, you know, again, we were, we were fortunate in, in that um, I feel like there's, you know, you talk about a day in a life, you know, we're in the middle of, uh, um, you know, such, this pandemic and it, 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 it hurt our industry, but then how do you pivot into making it more, you know, how into making it more and also helping the current scenario. So, Last year, um, last year during the inauguration, um, you know, we were asked by the Joint Congressional Committee on Inaugural Ceremonies, can we immediately create a digital ecosystem around the identity of people that were going to be on the platform, as well as creating, you know, integrating with health and safety protocols and safely everybody on that platform being, you know, um, you know, tested and vetted and all that. And can you do that in 14 days? Well, if we didn't have the technology and the know-how and the knowledge, we would not have done that successfully. And, and, and we did, we did that um, um, pretty much successfully. So it was, it, it was an interesting thing where we created an entire digital ecosystem, uh, uh, you know, around an institution that had never done that before. <laughs> right? So, but when you think about what does my day look like, my day every day starts with not this sort of, you know, checklist to-do list. It starts with what am I going to do different today that's going to get me to tomorrow, right? It starts with that. Of course, it always starts with, okay, I got to feed the dogs and the kids are right, you know, things like that. But right in there, when it comes to work, you say, what am I, what, what engagement am I going to have today? 
What email am I going to send to? What is going to happen today that puts me closer to what my goal is? So that's my, that's how I start my day. Then, then essentially go down the line of what's to do. And I've really spent the latter part of the last several years really coming up with ways to empower the team and, and, and take more off my plate because I realized that when we talked about this earlier, the creation and the vision and that keeping keeping the the navigating, you know, navigating the strategy through all these tactical scenarios requires a lot of that vision to still stay alive on a daily basis. So you don't get caught up in the tactical to-do list. So I got to get a proposal to this person. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I'm going to do that. So really I try to, I try to do both. And then I do things in sprints. So it's, it's, uh, I'll do like a 30 minute sprint on something that I know if, if I have a list of 10 things to do, I make sure that they're done in, you know, collective of 30 minute sprints in between any type, type of zoom so that I know I've put full attention to that. And then I'll get up, walk, walk around, you know, get a glass of water, do whatever, but what, and then, and then you close out the day with, all right, you know what? Maybe I didn't finish task one. I need two more days for this. Um, you try not to essentially at the end of the day, um, you know, focus on what didn't happen. You focus on what did happen closer to what you wanted to happen into, you know, in, for the future or for the present. And then you just, you know, you go to bed with like, okay, can't stress about that. Even if you have a bad day, you sit there and you go, you have, you have a bad day or, or everything didn't quite work out or you got the wrong, you got decisions you didn't want made or that, that didn't go your way. You still go, all right, but what did go right today? Closer to my dream, you know? So there's a lot of that, that, um, that I think, you know, if you, you, you know, everybody talks about, oh yeah, you know, get up, I work out, I do all these other things. Being, a CEO means so much more than that title. It really means, again, it's that mental mindset, uh, especially if you have employees and if you have, you know, uh, depending on whether you have two employees employees or 20,000 employees, you still need to have um, you yourself at the helm need to be in a good place, right? You, you have to be in a good mindset to continue because every action or every move or everything that you do. So, and, and you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to do it perfectly every day, but you're going to at least do your best to say, what am I going to do today to make sure that that vision's in play and that all the cast, again, the cast of characters that are supporting me know and appreciate or know and realize that you appreciate the efforts that they're doing. That was um, definitely motivational because that's something I want, I'm aspiring to be. And sometimes we get the, uh, we don't get the, the the detail on how does it look to be a CEO. We usually get the high level pitch of it, right? We don't get what you just shared, like how you structure your day. Some days you're not going to get everything done, but what did you focus on? Who did you touch? What stuff did you move forward? And then, um, you know, you're always going to have more stuff to do, but you still got to take care of you, right? You got to know when right. to call it quits, when you need to go home and hug the kids, when you got to go home and take care of yourself, when you're going to have a weekend off, a vacation. So um, I think that's the human element that we we don't see necessarily. We see, you know, checking it off, be getting stuff done. And of course, you had that great success when they gave you 14 day deadline and you come in and hit a home run 
And that talks to, again, your leadership skills, probably trusting in your team, um, leveraging the skill set in-house, making swift decisions. Because I can only imagine when you're working with the government, those got to be some intense conversations and they probably little room for error. So managing stress and your health is also important. So um, bravo. No, that's fantastic. And uh, I can really see you're going to have additional success in your future. And this kind of goes into the next question, right? Really smoothly. So from your perspective... <laughs> What are the keys to innovation? It's got, we, we keep going back. There's this yeah. common theme, you know, yeah. come full circle with everything. Um, the key to innovation is remove the fear. Yeah. Remove the doubt and the fear. And any, so if you've got this idea, you've got this vision of making a better mousetrap. And you don't even necessarily have to create a new mousetrap. You could take an old process, which as we realized during the pandemic, there's a lot of processes that need huge improvement. And especially in the tech community. And it's not gonna just need engineers. It's not just, it's gonna need a, a, a diverse set of, of ideas and skills and knowledge base and angles on how to solve some of these problems, which I think women would be, which are, you know, women are, are very, very good at. Um, remove that fear, remove that doubt. You can do any innovation, but if you get that fear and that doubt, you know, first, you can have healthy fear. It's okay. But remove the, the, the that really unhealthy fear and doubt first. Once you do that, you take that vision and you say, okay, how, how do I Again, same thing we talked about. What is the game plan? What is the mindset? What is that vision? What is that game plan? And of course, in order to then get innovation, you, you bring this, whatever resources or team that you have in place for that innovation, and you've got to collaborate, right? You've got to collaborate. You've got to understand what the value um, creation is going to be based on this innovation. What problem are you solving, right? And then you go, okay, how do I implement this? And how do I, you know, and, and sort of those kind of pieces to be able to say, all right, this is how I'm going to lead to that innovation. So it is, there's a strategic piece to, to succeeding in, in saying, I'm going to move this innovation. It's not any different from any other, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're bringing out innovation means you're improving something that needs help. Innovation doesn't mean the next best thing that nobody's ever thought of. It really could just be innovation is improving something that just doesn't quite work anymore. And so when you look at it in, in, in sort of those categories of where innovation can be, you still take those, remove that fear and doubt, get your vision in place, get that vision plan in place. And then again, it, it's still a collaborative. You do a lot of design thinking around what that innovation can do to implement because you're going to need a team and resources to make it happen right? You will still lead it. You will still lead the team or you'll steer it because you, you, you'll have that initial um, vision or, or maybe another team member has an initial vision, but you're really, what you're, your game aimed to do is solving problems. So innovation shouldn't just happen for the sake of innovation. It should solve a problem, right? It should solve an issue that needs to be solved. So, um, but yeah, I think a lot of times we get, as a society and, and even as, as, as um, you know, as managers and leaders and or even as, as people that are being managed, we get kind of stuck in the rut of our own regular ways. You, you innovation can't it doesn't come into play when you think that way. So you really, again, that idea of removing that fear, doubt, having the healthy fear and doubt stay um, 
put in that vision, the strategic plan, and it really, and then follow that through. And I, and then, then you say at the end of the day, why did I do this? Well, cause I solved this problem. So, um, you know, a lot of road, a lot of steps to that, but I think that's what it is. I think people need to understand to get from point A to point B, there's still a lot of tactical steps in between. So, you know, the measure of success isn't whether or not you understand all the steps in between. It's, it's the measure of success is, is knowing that you, these steps exist and I've done everything I can to follow them, navigate around them so that, again, you're constantly innovating. Right. And then the, the, the people that are consistently finding more ways to solve you know, existing problems or create, you know, create more experiences, especially in the digital world, um, to speed up the way we live as a society. Um, those have to be done daily, right? Or or every minute, every second, every minute of the day, somebody's got to be sitting there thinking about how do we continue to improve our lives? And and that you can only do that through innovation. Great. Uh, there's, that's fantastic. Like one thing I, I think that stood out to me is, you know, when you hear innovation, you assume it's got to be something like transformative. It got to be brand new. And you're right. You can innovate like simply like in my family, innovate how we look at finances. Do we need to, you know, use artificial intelligence to help with that? Do we need to use certain tools? Do we need to have a financial planner to help us look at, um, you know, our, our wealth in a different way, you know, using a trust and all these things, those are innovative for us. It might not be transformative, right? Um, but you can change, you know, the path and what you're doing, right? And it's solving a problem, like you said, because um, I find when I, and when I first started, you know, making business on the side, I'll just do things because, you know, when you like to create, create things no one wants, right? And knowing <laughs> what people want is a, is a good thing or how you can improve someone's life without they even knowing it, right? Um, so I think that, that that's something really great you shared. And also the collective vision, because I realized like even doing this uh, Women in Tech um, series, I had to change the way they've been delivered, right? You know, traditionally, um, they, you know, they, they don't go as deep into the crux of what the person is actually doing, what these dynamic women like yourself are doing. You know, they usually say, you know, how did you get in there? But You've been here. You're thriving. You've been doing it for 20 years. It's, it's a bigger story. So I wanted to do something a little bit different. Or even when I was doing my training on my channel is I wanted to bring the energy of a spoken word into my training because you've probably been in trainings that, you know, is monotone and they talk like this and they want you to <laughs> retain it. And then you just like, you're just sleeping and you're doing your, your emails or you just leave and like, you just leave the meeting, right? And then I realized, that that big training doesn't usually retain anything. So you need to have follow-up built into it. You need to have walkaways. You need to ask them a question up front. How do you learn? Like I can listen to a hundred audio books and retain it. Like I like audio, audio words, you know, I can read it. I can also, you know, I also can uh, watch it, right? You know, and watching it and listening to it, I retain it faster. Some people can right. read it and retain it, but you need to ask that question up front. How does a person learn? Um, um, and so, you know, changing those things, again, those aren't transformative, but they are innovative because it helps. Right. Um, so I thought that was really great. So I don't want this meeting to end because we and you could, I see <laughs> we could talk for another hour um, but before I let you go is how can the audience get in contact with you? Well, I mean, um, you know, our, our websites, Ardian Technologies.com. 
I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so, you know, um, you know, Maria Shelton's on, um, I, I don't know my exact LinkedIn, but I am on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I know Avery's getting me better on all the social media stuff, but, um, you know, but I am on LinkedIn. So please connect with me. I mean, I, I you know, I can, one of the things I want to do and part of the reason why that I, I podcast this, this particular podcast is I really want to encourage more women to get involved in tech. I think the value add that we provide, I mean, there's already all kinds of statistics, how we can increase revenue and all the statistics around our presence, but really it's about looking at again, old problems or new ones in, in different lenses. You know, when you have a diverse group of people in a room that can solve that problem, you're going to have a much more diverse solution. So really encouraging, you know, women to get involved and get into these spaces because they need us, right? They need us. They need us to look at things a whole different way and, and create the same solutions we've been doing, you know, sort of naturally for a long time as mothers and as sisters and as, you know, everything else. So, um, but yeah, they definitely LinkedIn, please LinkedIn me um, and, you know, and, and let me know, you know, how I can help on your journey. Even if it's, even if it's like, oh yeah, this is what I did, or, Hey, this is someone that I know more than happy to, to pay it forward. Great. And um, I'm going to make sure that your LinkedIn um, is in the show notes, as well as your link to your company. So that's going to be in the show notes as well. Um, so you know, All right. Fly Gittins and Maria are out. Peace.